the human hunger for information and entertainment has been a driving force throughout history. For centuries, newspapers reigned as the primary source of news and stories, shaping public discourse and informing the masses. But news wasn't always confined to print. Coffee houses and public spaces buzzed with conversations, debating the latest political scandal or the thrilling exploits of explorers. Visual mediums, like woodcuts and lithographs, brought news events to life, bypassing the literacy barrier and reaching a wider audience. The 20th century saw another revolution in news, the rise of radio and television. These instantaneous mediums brought the world into living rooms, providing broadcasting wars, sporting events, and political speeches live. News became a spectacle, a source of shared experience and national unity. News anchors became a household name, trusted voices guiding audiences through the turbulent times of global wars and social revolutions. Then, in the late 20th century, a challenger emerged, the internet. The way the news worked on TV and newspapers in the past is whatever you saw, that was what everyone talked about. If there was a big news story, people would come together wherever they do. Restaurants, street corners, hovering around the water cooler, sitting around the dinner table, and whatever the story was that day, that would be the topic of discussion. Today, it's a much different story. Something that would be talked about for days or weeks or even longer is now something that's barely mentioned, and if it is mentioned, it's quickly forgotten, pushed away by something else that is now considered newsworthy. We're flooded with different items nearly non-stop. It's a constant onslaught of information everywhere you look. Where it used to be the newspaper and maybe the evening news, now it's a constant 24-hour news channel, websites, and social media. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about things that you may have noticed in the news, but were likely quickly forgotten because of all the things I mentioned. Welcome back to Music City 911. here at the Sandman Hotel, 8th and Houston. An explosion? Yeah, something exploded. Like Musume restaurant at the ho- I don't know. What's the name of you know the address? It's on the corner of 8th and Houston Street down uh, downtown Fort Worth. Now when you say explosion, is there something on fire or do you see smoke? Bro, yes, there's a lot of smoke. It's an explosion. It's, a, it's like, I don't know, the restaurant inside exploded something. The restaurant? I hear I don't know if it's the restaurant or the hotel. Okay. Is there? Do you see any fire or just smoke? Just smoke now. I don't know if there's fire. Okay, and it was just a big, loud bang? Big, big, loud bang. Okay. All right. And then uh, are, you, are you injured, or do you see anybody injured close by? No, I was, I was far away. I was far away. I just saw it explode. Okay. All right. Is your phone over? Yes, sir. All right. If, some, if something changes or gets worse, call me back, okay? Yes, sir. We'll do. I, right. I hear people already on the scene. I guess okay. firefighters or thank you. police. All right. Yes, thank sir. you. As you know, with the Christmas Day bombing here in Nashville, I'm aware of how calls for an explosion can flood in. And that's what happened with this one. This was the first of many calls that came in. At this point, from the dispatcher's perspective, 
all he knows is that there was an explosion. There was no mention of any damage or people that were hurt. It was very vague, as most initial calls like this can be. People are just shocked at what happened right in front of them. And because it just happened, not much is known about it other than that there was a big boom. More calls started flooding in. Okay, so was it a car that exploded or was it a building? Fire department? It came out of the building. There's, there's, there was pieces that came out of the building. FD, it's PD, 7th and Houston, 7th and Houston building exploded. That's what I'm hearing. Is it, is it fall down? Is it, did it come So it looks crumble? like the first floor, all of the windows are blown out. So I'm not sure if it came from inside the building, but there were parts that flew everywhere from outside of the Do building. Do you see anybody injured there? Um, no, I don't. How Just close are you cars. to it? Oh, wait, no, there is somebody injured. How They're close pulling somebody out. I'm right outside. This is literally right next to my job. Okay, we've got a dispatch, and somebody's they're headed that way there right now. Okay. Okay. Thank you All right, so thanks, much. All right, thanks. This second caller was in a very excited state. She was transferred from the initial police dispatcher to fire dispatch to get them rolling. Police response is indeed needed for a variety of reasons, but the fire department would likely take lead on something like this once they get there. The first assessment of the situation trying to treat and transport any injured parties to the hospital extinguishing any fires that may have happened because of it and investigating the structural integrity of the building with this caller we start hearing about the debris as well as injured people with the caller stating at least one person was hurt fire department What's the address for your emergency? Um, this is Stacy. I work over at the Fort Worth Municipal Court, and the parking garage next door to Jay's Burgers and More just uh, exploded. Okay, so we've gotten this call. What do you mean by exploded? Is it-, it shook everything. It exploded, went out the top of the building. I can't, there's a tree right in front of me. A lot of our marshals have hightailed it over there to check. Um, I see maybe like one or two, maybe police cars, but I don't see any fire. But it was a flat out explosion in the parking garage that's attached to Gray. But you're not close to it and you're not injured or anything? No. Okay. All right. Well, they're on their way out there, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This is a good example of how much varying information comes into dispatch. The first caller said the building was a hotel, then mentioned something about a restaurant. The second caller sort of mirrored the first. This caller was stating that it's a parking garage. Something like this, even though it's not intentional, can create a lot of confusion. It can make it so that responders question if they're going to the correct location, or it can bring up the thought of a secondary explosion. And secondary explosions are something that responders have to be aware of. Calls continue to hit the fire department's 911 center, and from the first three calls, it seems like one person is answering all of them. The same dispatcher gets the next one, too. The call with the 911. Fire department, how can I help you? Yes. Hello. Uh, I'm Leslie I'm the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development Deputy Regional Administrator. We heard an explosion adjacent to our building at 307 West 7th Street. I'm trying to get employees evacuated because I don't know what else to do. Okay. Um, Are you? Is it in so, your building or because we've got a call for a building? No, it was across. It's. Okay. It would. Please come or. They, they should please. be there. You should see okay, the fire trucks and cop cars. All right, thank you. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, What's hold, on. That? hold on. I was multitasking. What What do we need to do? They shouldn't be going out. They, I, would, I wouldn't go outside. I would stay inside your building. No, don't let anybody go outside. 
say in the stairwell. As long stairwell, as there's no danger in your building, just stay there until someone comes and talks to you, okay? It was close enough to our building, so I don't want people exiting the building. So I agree with you. Okay. Tell people not to exit the building. Hey, just stay in the stairwell. Ma'am. Yes. I'm going to let you go. If yes, you need sorry. something else with an emergency, call me back, okay? Okay. So do you want us just to stay in the stairwell and the fire department will tell us when it's clear? Yeah. You're, what, what, what's your address? 307 West 7th Street in okay. Fort Worth, Texas. It's the Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm just trying to see how okay. close you are to the actual incident. We, we could see from our window adjacent to us. You could see from your window? Yes. On the, and I'm on the 16th floor. Okay. We are I'm trying to evacuate employees. Just don't go out of the building, y'all. Tell people just don't yeah, go out of the building. I, I'm on I, I don't have any more information for you. I just know they're on okay. scene. And uh, if, if something changes, call me back, okay? Okay. Will the fire department call us to clear us not, out of this building? I do not know that. If, okay. if the building wasn't okay. affected, I wouldn't be worried about it, okay? Um, it's very worrisome, but thank you. What's that? And who, I, who are I'm, I'm very worried. Well, I understand <laughs> that, but yeah, my name's Jake. And it, Jake, it, sounds like, okay. it sounds like something bad's happened, right? So I'm just trying to. Yes. Are you Fort Worth Police Department or Fire, fire Department? Fire. You're the Fire Department. Yep. Jake. Jake. Okay, thank you. Yep, thanks. Please. Thank you. Bye. This is one of the calls that. While some dispatchers would absolutely love to stay on the phone with callers until someone gets to them and tells them that everything's okay, we simply can't do it. There are dozens, if not hundreds, of other calls coming in regarding an incident like this, and if they're not directly affected, we have to move on to the next call in case someone has critical information that needs to be passed along. A lot of callers can be like this, though, wanting to know everything and wanting to know it right now. Things like, is it okay? Will it be okay? Do we leave? Do we stay? When can we leave? Etc. When an agency like the fire department is not even on the scene yet or has just got there, we don't know the answers to those questions and we can't speculate. We just have to get the pertinent information and move on to the next caller as quickly as possible. I know this caller and everyone around her was scared and wanted to know what to do. But until responders can assess what's happening, there's no way we can answer their questions. And asking further questions won't change that. Then, there's something like this next one that's called in. Fort Worth Fire Department, how can I help you? Hi, this is Austin with Fire Troll Protection Systems. I have a commercial fire alarm. Okay, where is it? 810 Houston Street. 810 Houston Street. Yes. Okay. And what? Uh, do you have any more information on it? On the alarm or the location? Yeah, the location. On the alarm and the location. Have you made contact? <laughs> <laughs> no, we dispatch first. It's Sandman Signature Hotel in Fort Worth. Got it. Um, it looks like we're getting like a dozen of them. I don't know okay. if they're doing testing or what, but all the floors are going off right now. Okay. I'm trying to... Okay. Okay, I've got them dispatched, so it looks like multiple floors are going off. Yeah, like at least 10. Okay. All right, I've got them dispatched. Thank you. May I have your operator, please? Yes, 308. 308. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Any dispatchers out there listening that have dealt with a larger incident with multiple calls involving some sort of fire department response, there's no doubt you've taken multiple of these calls, and they always seem to come in later than they should. 
alarm companies like this one will receive an activation and after doing so will generally call a key holder or a responder for the property to see if it's a false call before they call police or the fire department. This usually takes time. If this were to happen in the middle of the night, the delay in response might not have been that big of a thing since other people may not have called in about it. But in the middle of the day, when so many other people actually witnessed what happened and called in, this just puts a delay on getting to other callers. This isn't the alarm company's fault. They're doing what they're supposed to. Dispatchers talk to them frequently. I'm not joking about that. Between burglar, fire, and medical alarms, a larger agency can take hundreds of calls per day from them. Amazingly enough, most of the times we get calls from alarm companies, they're false calls. With burglar alarms, they can be someone who was walking out of their house and didn't close their door fully after activating their alarm. Or something like a large dump truck drives by and the noise shakes the window enough to trip the alarm. On the fire department side, sensors can be faulty or I'm sure if you work in an office setting, you have someone like this. A person decides they want to cook some microwave popcorn and instead of taking it out when they should, it's left in there to burn and start smoking a bit. Sometimes I wonder if those people are actually trying to grill their popcorn. Either way, emergency response has started and we have officers or fire personnel respond only to find out that whatever there is not an emergency at all. This is one of those few times it was, even though a vast, vast majority of the calls we get from them are unfounded. The last call I have from this incident, it's from someone inside where the explosion actually happened. 911, what is the address of your emergency? Hello? What is the address of your emergency? What's this hotel? Sandman Hotel. We're stuck in an elevator filled with smoke. It's on fire. What's the elevator? One. Are you at the Christian Center? No, we're at the hotel. What hotel are you at? Sandman Signature Hotel. Okay. Please hurry. Okay. I, I've got fire on the way. I've got to have, I've got, I'm trying to get your address real quick. It's 800 Houston Street or something like that. Okay. You said there's smoke in the... Uh... Yes, in the elevator. Put your shirt over your nose to filter it, honey. Okay. 810 Houston Street. Yes. I think you can open the door. What, what uh, floor are y'all stuck in on? We don't know. We don't know. We're headed to 9. We don't know where we're at. It like, oh, here's the fire. Okay. Floor 9. Let's go down the stairs. Get out of the elevator. Go did down you, the stairs. Did it? Did it? Yeah. We're did the elevator down. open up? Yes. Yeah. It did? Okay. You're out of the elevator. Okay. Well, have a good day. Yeah. Fear of getting stuck in an elevator is a type of claustrophobia, which is a fear of confined spaces. Multiple people suffer from this. And that's simply from being just inside an elevator. Having one that stops working adds to the fear. Then one that won't open and is filled with smoke after hearing an explosion I'm guessing the only way that can get any worse is if it were to start falling. Luckily for this caller and everyone else on the elevator, that didn't happen, and the doors managed to open. 
this all happened on January the 8th of this year, just a little over a week ago in Fort Worth, Texas at the Sandman Signature Hotel at 810 Houston Street. It's located just a block away from the Fort Worth Convention Center in the Sundance Square District in the heart of downtown Fort Worth. An explosion like this, it's definitely going to get some attention. Pictures and video I've seen about this show some pretty horrific destruction. Multiple floors of this hotel was affected. Windows and entire walls were blown out. 21 people total were injured, but surprisingly, not a single person died. Fire department and other officials are still investigating this, but at this point, it doesn't look like this was a deliberate act. It's most likely some sort of an explosion because of a gas leak, possibly originating from their restaurant. I'd like to offer some safety tips for something like this, something preventative, but really, there's not anything to be had. There are some steps, though, if you do smell natural gas. The biggest thing, if you smell something that has a natural gas smell, call 911. Have some qualified people come out and try to figure out where the smell is coming from. For those who may not have smelled it before, believe it or not, natural gas itself has no odor at all. Gas companies actually add a chemical to it to give a smell just because of reasons like this explosion. Natural gas will have a distinct sulfur or rotten egg smell to it. When you smell something like this, if you're inside a building, exit the premises and have everyone else do the same. You want to leave the doors and windows open on the way out, and only then should you call 911. This next call, it's been heavily redacted for privacy reasons. You'll hear frequent breaks in the call. Actress Katherine Heigl a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to badlandsranch.com mc901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BADLANDSRanch.com slash MC911 today. Fairfax County 911, where is your emergency? Uh, yes, ma'am. It is, so my name is. And I work for. And I am requesting an ambulance to be taken. Aiden Court. Okay, and that looks like it's a single-family home. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and it looks and like that's a um, residence. Is that correct? That, that's correct. Okay. And I, can I can I ask? Like, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, we're trying to. Mm -hmm. remain a, a little subtle. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, usually when they turn into a residential neighborhood, they'll turn them off, uh, but they're required by law to run with them with the main streets, like if they're on Georgetown Pike or Leesburg Pike, um, okay. the, the primary roads they have to by law. But um, okay. I've gone ahead and, and noted that, though, in the, in the, in the call. 
Okay, and then also, um, so we'll need assistance. Okay. Um, I'm just curious if we need them to take him to Walter Reed Medical, is that a possibility? Um, let them know that when they get there. Like I said, I'm noting all this in the call, um, but just let okay. them know that when they get there. Um, I um, but yeah, um, I've noted that in the call. But I'm sorry, what was your name again, sir? Okay, and can I get you to confirm your phone number? Um, I will give you, I just, but I will give you my government number. Okay. Um, and how old is he? And we will, Go ahead. Uh, approximately um, 69. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be outside his residence as well. Uh-huh. Um, awaiting the ambulance to, to take him inside. Okay. And uh, so his primary complaint is that he's having, is that correct? Yes, and he has to, he's done, but he Okay. All right, I've just got some questions that I'm going to be asking so the medics have a better picture of what's going on with them. This is not going to slow them down. And then I'll have some uh, instructions on what to do um, to prepare while they're on the way. Um, is he reporting any chest pain at all? No. Okay. Did he pass out or does he feel like he's going to pass out? Uh, no. Okay. And like you said, he's he's awake, he's alert and oriented, he's not confused or anything like that, correct? Correct. Okay. And do you know... Okay. And um, has he vomited blood or had blood in his stool? No. Okay. All right. And do you know about how much he weighs uh, since they probably are going to need some... Uh, uh, pro approximately uh, 260, 270. Okay. And do we know what floor of the house he's on? Um, should be on the ground floor. Okay. All right. Uh, what you can do to prepare while they're on the way is just allow him to rest in whatever position is the most comfortable for him. And uh, you're already going to have somebody meet the medics to direct them in, so that's great. Um, tell them not to eat or drink anything. Um, make sure the door is unlocked and turn on an outside light. Any pets that might be in the home should be put away and gather up or make a list of his medications. And again, we're going to aid and run court, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. We have got, we're um, dispatching help, and if there's any uh, change in his condition before we arrive, call us back and let us know, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. Thank uh, you. What, what's, the, what's the ETA on it? Um, yeah, it's kind of impossible to say um, without knowing exactly what the traffic and road conditions are like, but they uh, are going to be dispatched from the closest available station. Okay. Yeah, and they're coming, yeah, they're coming from Station 39, which is the one for his area. Okay. Thank okay. You. All right. No problem. Bye. Bye. This was a call regarding the U.S. Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin. I'm not sure if this was due to who it was involving or if it's common practice for Fairfax County to redact so much of the information, but this was what was released. It sounded like the numerical address and any names and telephone numbers were removed. It took a while to get to the necessary medical questions because the caller was asking about being subtle with the response of the paramedics. He was trying not to draw any attention to what was happening there. He didn't want the lights and loud sirens involved in the normal response of a medical call. This is something that actually does happen a lot too. A lot of times, elderly people are the ones that don't want the lights and sirens. I can't be exactly sure why on every one of the callers that request this, but some have said they didn't want to draw the attention of neighbors. The call itself 
answer some of the questions that were posed by the media regarding the defense secretary. He had previous surgery on his prostate and was having some complications with it. But the reason the media had this on their radar, he wasn't heard from for days. In a position as high as the defense secretary of one of the largest countries in the world, people want to know of your whereabouts. But in general, he has been regarded in the past because of his very private nature. He was a general for the United States military, and because of his rank and his quiet nature, he's been called the silent general. He seems to have made a recovery from his complications, as he has been back at work, though, doing his part to defend this nation. And this last call, it's involving someone you probably know. 911, where is the location of your emergency? Is this a house or an apartment, ma'am? It's in the house. And what's going on? Yeah, I live in a shared apartment, and one of my tenants is, like, MIA. I'm not sure if she's in there or not, but she lives with animals. And I've been complaining to my landlord, but my landlord just, they sent out an animal control to come and check, but they haven't came. And just now, I'm just worried about my tenant because, like, she's a nice, she, she don't have no one, and she lives there because we shared. But I just came out my room, and I smell a bad odor coming from the room. Like, I don't know if she's in there, passed out or something or what, but everyone has their own keys, and I don't have the key to her door, and I try to call her, and I'm not hearing anyone. Okay, okay. And animal control is Slow down, please. Uh-huh. When is the last time you saw your roommate? Uh, the last time I saw her, let me just check my calendar that way I can tell you to be honest. The last time I saw her was on Thursday because I left on Thursday for a summer vacation and I came back on Wednesday, which was the 27th, and I still haven't heard anything of her. I only heard her, do- her animals in the room making noise, right? The dog's been barking and the cat. That's why my landlord had asked an animal control to come out to maybe break the lock to go in, but they requested they're coming They're coming tomorrow. But because I smell that bad stench, so, I cannot believe so that something Okay, is, I understand, I ma'am. Is, your, is the landlord able to come out tonight? Um, she, I just called her. She's out. Um, she says she's not near here. So if I could call the 911 or I should just wait for tomorrow when the animal control comes. But I told her, okay, I'll try to call the 911. It's just that I'm just a bit worried. Um, if I don't know if she's in there passed out or what. But I know the animal controls are coming tomorrow. And I live here with my one-year-old son, too. Okay, and you said you don't have a key to the to the roommate's um, no, side of the house? No, my landlord is the one that has, yeah. And I knock, I called. When I knock the door, it's just the dog's bark. But, like, all along, there wasn't any stench. But just now, there's this strong, bad odor. Because I'm making my son bottle for him to go down for his night nap, and I smell the scent. Okay. So I'm just, like, worried. I know the animal how, so how many animals are in the room? So she has one, one big dog, a black dog. It's a service animal. She's very nice. And two cats. Okay. What's, your, what's the tenant's name? Do you know? Her name is Sydney. Okay. This was another caller that wanted to talk just a bit too much. By that... I mean that very little of what she was giving was necessary info. The 911 dispatcher keys in on certain things that a caller says and things like, I have a one-year-old in the apartment with me and I was making a bottle for him to take a nap 
that isn't something we need to know about. The biggest thing for this is she can smell a foul odor coming from the apartment and the resident hasn't been seen in days. Police made it to the scene and gained entry to the apartment. There they found a woman who was deceased and likely had been for several days. That woman was actress Cindy Morgan. You may know her from her roles in TV shows like The Love Boat, Chips, and The Fall Guy, amongst dozens of other shows. She was also an actress in movies, most notably from Tron, and her role as Lacey Underall in the movie Caddyshack, alongside huge stars Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, and Rodney Dangerfield. Authorities have come forward and said that she had died from natural causes. She was 69 years old. That's all I have for this one. Thank you all for listening. I know this one wasn't really crime related, but not all 911 calls are. This one was done to give a bit of a further insight into the day-to-day of a 911 dispatcher. And some of this one, you may have caught a minuscule second of in the news, scrolling past just as a blip in the feed. Until next time, for Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.